Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex P. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, Thursday, February 15th, presented by Boston Hemp, Inc., Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, Matt Robinson with us on this Thursday, ready to break it down. Huge Thursday slate, huge Thursday overall in general for the show. We've got our daily show, of course, breaking down the Thursday card. And uh, Patreon members know this already. If you've been uh, checking in with the Ice Guys Twitter uh, account, and uh, mine as well, Alex's, uh, Matt's, you'll already know this too. Breaking news. Tonight is a Patreon-exclusive live betcast night. That, yes, indeed. Uh, tonight's the night. Our first of two Patreon-exclusive live betcasts. We'll do another one next week, which will be Patreon-exclusive. Uh, and then, of course, we've got our Thursday, February 27th betcast, which will be uh, free for all. So this is the first of our two Patreon-exclusive betcasts tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time. The only way to watch this one, though, is to be a Patreon member. So uh, make sure you sign up, patreon.com slash iceguys, just $10 per month. That's the only method for you to be able to watch the BetCast tonight and also join us uh, on the uh, BetCast uh, tonight. Uh, and it's a great card. It is a huge Thursday slate, lots of games, uh, lots of opportunities, hopefully. So there it is on the screen right now, patreon.com slash iceguys, $10 per month, Patreon-exclusive BetCast tonight. The usual start time, 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, 6 p.m. Central. Uh, and again, uh, it's what I like about the first time we did a Patreon-exclusive a live betcast as well uh, is it's a little more intimate atmosphere. You know, it's a little bit uh, smaller crowd. It's easier to converse. That's the one thing about the free for all betcasts is that when you get nine, 10 people on the stream, it's sometimes difficult for the stream of conversation to carry through and everyone to, you know, hear every word that every person is saying. It can be a little challenging at times, but that's what I love about the, uh, the Patreon betcast, a little smaller crowd and, a little bit more uh, ability to uh, carry on conversation that way. So join us. Of course, we'll have the beers flowing like we always do. Uh, Patreon BetCast tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern. To join us on the stream, uh, again, uh, go to the Patreon post. The YouTube link is there. It's the only place you'll find the YouTube link because only on the Patreon page can you watch the BetCast tonight. And under that YouTube link in the comments, you can leave your name and your email, and we will make sure we send you the StreamYard link for the BetCast if you want to join us on the stream tonight. So looking forward to that, 7 p.m. Eastern time, Alex, another Patreon-exclusive BetCast. Looking forward to it. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun, and this is a, a decent card tonight. We've got some, some great games, and obviously it's always a good atmosphere. Hopefully we can get some winning going, though. The last couple of uh, BetCasts haven't been the most profitable for our group as a whole. We've hit some here and there, but we want to have a big night tonight. And I think this is a good night. There's a lot of games that are I'm happy to see for a live betting setup, especially on the early slate. So uh, definitely looking forward to it this evening. Yeah, and Maddie, you'll be there too. I know you're excited. Yeah, always excited for the betcast. Gives me an excuse to have a couple beers with the boys and girls of the Patreon crew. Um, obviously, with the normal show being on at 11, it's got to be like a Friday uh, for me to think about having a, a beer. Uh, so definitely looking forward to the BetCast. Great slate. Always love it when the stars are on, obviously. 
Uh, I'm sure we'll have Lando and some of the other guys on there that uh, rep the Dallas Stars. But, uh, but yeah, good card tonight. A lot of games early, so I, I'm excited. It's funny you mentioned that. Landon was already on the Patreon page under where I posted the YouTube link, leaving his email. So he's in tonight, clearly, for the uh, BetCast. So uh, looking forward to that. will be Dallas Stars fans all over the place once again uh, on the uh, BetCast tonight on this Thursday night. We're going to just briefly look, go back and look at last night. Small card, small profits, though, for me. Actually, last night was uh, one of the better nights in the last few for me from a, a betting standpoint. Uh, you look at it, Florida, no sweat. With the uh, Florida Panthers, they got the uh, job done 5-2 to two over the Pittsburgh Penguins. And really, when you look back at that game, missed opportunities for Pittsburgh and a horseshit power play. I know on the uh, uh, the Chicklet stream, they had a, a RA basically making a, a basket before the uh, Penguins scored a power play goal. Honestly, I think I could have done that too. But uh, nevertheless, I think you look at the uh, Penguins and it's just it kills momentum for this team, how bad this power play is over and over again. I mean, they could barely set up in the Florida zone for those first few power plays they had when that game was scoreless. And sure enough, right after I think the second or the third failed power play, Florida scores one nothing, and then you know the rest was history. Florida got better. Uh, they got you know, it was just a deflation for Pittsburgh. You know, when they had those chances and they couldn't convert with the man advantage, and then Florida gets the lead, and they did not look back from there. Kachuk with another great game. Uh, Anton Lindell scores a goal. Uh, it was just a really good performance. Bobrovsky solid in net. They can shut it down. They have, they definitely know how to lock it down too with a lead. We saw that in the playoffs last year, and they did that last night. Just a very low event third period when they had that lead, and just uh, in cruise control, five two over the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, who are running out of games, running out of time to try to get the points they need to get back into the playoff race uh, in the wild card in the Eastern Conference. Uh, the other two games last night uh, in the uh, NHL, uh, obviously we saw the uh, uh, Minnesota Wild get the job done 3-1 to one against the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Solid victory there for the uh, Wild. And look, never say never. You know, the teams that are just in front of them right now, you know, are we sold on Nashville making the playoffs? No. You know, St. Louis, even though they put a nice run together, are we completely sold on them making the playoffs? No. Minnesota, you know, has got a little momentum that building. And look, it's not going to be easy for them. There's, you know, a lot of points still between them and the two wild card spots, but we can definitely see uh, that they are definitely trending in a good direction. They've got their offense starting to percolate again. Brodeen came back from injury. The Flurry and Gustafson duo in net is playing better. Both of them actually playing pretty well right now. Um, so Minnesota, good things from them as they uh, get another uh, win, three to one against Arizona. That's now three wins in a row uh, for this Minnesota Wild team, four in a row actually since the uh, All Star break. And then the other game last night, best bet winner for me. Man, we got a late goal in the first period, but it's all we needed. Winnipeg first period puck line uh, against San Jose, and uh, how about the fact that there was nothing after that really? Uh, and Capo Kakinen is the only reason that. That game was relatively close. Uh, he actually had a very good game in net for the uh, San Jose Sharks, held the minute, uh, ended up facing 39 Winnipeg shots in that game. I mean, Winnipeg was out shooting San Jose 31-12 to after the first two periods. So that game was only one nothing because of Gokinen, who actually had one of the best games he's played all season. And no offense, unfortunately, for San Jose to speak of. Hellebuck with a pretty quiet 17-save shutout uh, last night. And Winnipeg gets the one goal in the first, and it's all they needed. A one nothing shutout win for the Jets last night. Uh, Alex, thoughts on the Wednesday slate? 
Yeah, you know, I, I took, said I would take a shot with the draw and that, at, you know, plus 490, and it was a good bet. I would make that bet again tonight, tomorrow, and the next day because you have a one nothing spot, and that just shows you where Winnipeg's kind of at right now. Like, this is – that's a spot where after the bad losses we saw coming out of the break, they should have been putting the screws to San Jose, and they just couldn't – you know, Capo Cochran played arguably his best game of the year, probably his best game in the NHL uh, if you go back to look at these last three seasons, uh, making some big saves, but – that, that's concerning for Winnipeg. I'm sure Winnipeg fans could not be happy about, you know, you're happy getting the two points, but that's the only thing you're happy about. The, the, the play and, and, and that pace, you should be pushing a lot harder against a weak team like San Jose, who had been off for literally, what, 16 days. Uh, so when you have that, that that's a bit concerning. But uh, Minnesota Wild, you know, nice little four-game win streak. They said go, uh, pulling through into the break. I don't know if they're going to have enough to you know, steady this and, and find a way to get into a wild card spot. And at this point, any of those four central teams that look like they could grab that second wild card spot or, or one of the two wild card spots, I would more than likely be betting on that other team, uh, maybe laying that one and a half of the series price. I don't, I could see where this becomes such a dogfight that whoever makes it out of that pack, they're just completely gassed and tired. They can get swept or even bounce in, you know, four or five games, something in that first round. The way that this pace is looking right now with Nashville, St. Louis, and Minnesota. It's going to be a fun race from now until April. But whoever wins out, I can't imagine that they have much steam. So that's something that would be uh, really interesting to watch. Too. Those are the two games that I kind of watched the most last night out of the three. Yeah, and it's all been a it's been a grind for all of us since the All Star break. Hasn't been the easiest stretch of NHL cards to bet and to profit from. There's no doubt we're yeah. all kind of just uh, trying to grind through at some ups and downs right now. I know Matt, same thing for you. You've had a rough rough go of it. I've had a little bit of a rough go of it. It's just been up and down. It's that time of year where it's the dog days of the season. It's a little more tricky, you know, to handicap and find those great spots. But you just got to continue to go through it. How was last night for you? Yeah, it was actually the first profitable night for me. Um, didn't have a lot on the card. Uh, I think I only placed like four bets. Um, in the Florida-Pittsburgh game, I had Florida and the over. Um, I actually got a little nervous and and got in on the over at five and a half. It was like minus 130, which I would have just pulled the trigger on six, given what happened, but always easier to say that at the end. Um, and, and to what you guys mentioned yesterday about the Chicklets broadcast, I also agree. I like the traditional broadcast, but what I really like about those, um, and, I, and I listen to Chicklets. I like Chicklets. It's less every week for me. It's more dependent on who the guests are. Um, but similar to the Eli Payton broadcast, I love the guests they bring on. And I know we talked about the CN last night, um, Brady to Chuck, Keith to Chuck. You know, that's what's really interesting to me. I thought the Chicklets guys did a fine job. You know, there's some laughs, there's some funny parts, but. That's what I really like. So I did catch about a period and a half of that game um, just out of interest for, you know, some of the guests and people they brought on. Um, but obviously to go 2-0 in that game was solid. And then in the Winnipeg game, I went 1-1. One one. I had that first period puck line, which was a nice, nice hit. Um, I also dove in on the Winnipeg team total over 1.5 in the first period, which obviously fell short. Um, glad I didn't take too much on that game, um, you know. Like I mentioned, even at five and a half of Hellebuck's in against a non-scoring team, I I go against my system play. Um, and then I didn't catch any of the Minnesota-Arizona game. But, yeah, it looks like Minnesota is not ready to give up and uh, wave the white flag. So um, I, as a Stars fan, would love a first period, uh, first period, first round Stars-Wild rematch. I just think that the Wild are the Stars' little brother. 
their their fans hate the stars. I just you know I think last last season really added to the uh, fire. So I think that would be a, a fun series. Um, but as Alex mentioned, I think whoever does get out of that you know grind of those middle teams for the wild card is going to have a tough go. Whether it's against Dallas, Vancouver, you know Colorado, Vegas, you know whoever it may be. Um, that's going to be a tough out and maybe even Edmonton. Um, as you guys mentioned they they might just score seven goals a game moving forward and, and try and win that way. So, but yeah, overall good night. Glad to go three and one. So hopefully building some momentum into tonight, especially given the bad cast. We'll see if we can uh, get some money. I, I would be all in for another wild, uh, another stars and six series against the wild that's that's perfectly fine with me because like i said it pisses exactly. people off it pisses people off here in st paul so much losing to the stars of the wall team so so i'm all i'm all in yeah. for that that and that yeah. and like i said last two meetings in the playoffs with those it's literally been six games and i think i've hit maybe like 70 percent of my bets in those two playoff series so i'm, I'm all yeah. in for that matchup no you you absolutely were all over that Dallas Minnesota series last year, nailing it left and right. The individual game bets, the series long bets, uh, no question about that. That one definitely treated you well. Yeah, the Chicklets cat, the, the Brady Kachuk interview was the highlight. He was he is just a hilarious dude. I mean, that's all there is to it. He's funny as shit. He's a great character. He's probably amazing in the dressing room just to hear the funny shit that comes out of his mouth all the time. Like yes, last night when they were talking about, uh, he, he talked about how. They were happy to have, you know, talk about how Ottawa was playing better. And they said it was great to have Shane Pinto back. He's really played well since he's come back. And and Brady actually called him, we, we're calling him Parlay Pinto right now <laughs> around the around the dressing room oh man that's funny funny ass stuff and they said around the super bowl we're just playing around with them we're saying yeah who do you like who do you got in the game uh you gotta you gotta know the answer to that yeah so it's uh that was pretty funny stuff with uh brady kachuk it's, it's nice to know that even after the betting suspension that pinto went through they can joke about it and clown around with them about it uh in the room uh that's it's pretty good you know that they uh you know you can still do that and nobody's got any you know hard feelings or raw feelings about any of it so uh, that was pretty funny to uh, hear that from Brady Kachuk during the uh, broadcast last night. All right, we got a huge. Speaking of broadcast, we got a huge broadcast day today. We've got this show. We're going to get into the games right now for Thursday, and then of course the betcast tonight, Patreon exclusive, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern time. All right. Well, we were all a little bit profit more profitable last night, thanks to this team, and they're back in action tonight. The Florida Panthers taking on uh, the Buffalo Sabers, uh, Florida minus one fifty home road favorites, rather uh, the total six and a half here uh, in this game. Um, I'm I'm not stepping in front of Florida. I'm just not doing it now. Is this the ultimate best spot in the world for them? Of course not. And, you know it's back to back on the road after a five two win in Pittsburgh last night. Uh, but this team has the second best road record. I believe only Vancouver has won more games on the road than the Florida Panthers. Now 18-7-2, I believe, after last night's win uh, in Pittsburgh. That is now their road record uh, heading into this game tonight against the uh, Buffalo Sabres. On the flip side, you got Buffalo coming off that just absolutely jaw-dropping, stunning 7 to nothing beatdown over the Los Angeles Kings uh, on Tuesday night. But here we go again with the uh, Buffalo Sabres, where stringing good performances together has been a problem for them uh, all season long, no question. So can they get the job done here? I will say this. We have seen two instances over the last month where Buffalo has won two in a row. But you look at it, San Jose and Chicago, two bottom feeders, 
L.A. struggling at the time, and then San Jose after that. That's not an impressive two-game win streak when you look at who they played. Now you're going to have to try to win two in a row against one of the best teams in the NHL, one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. Do you know a bet I like? And I mentioned this with Gabe Morenci on Sports Rage last night on his show. I like Florida at a plus price, plus 190 to win the division uh, over Boston. I think they're going to pass Boston in that, in that Atlantic division. I really, truly believe that. I like their form right now better than Boston's. We'll get to Boston in a minute. They look like they're in a little bit of a malaise right now uh, coming out of the all-star break. So that's definitely something I can get behind. I could only look Florida here. I'm not rushing to it because of the price we're looking at. Maybe a team total over. I think I will get there maybe with a team total on Florida here uh, in this game. Do we really trust the Buffalo defense after a very, and I mean very, rare shutout you know, to get the job done again here tonight against, a, obviously, a Florida team that's in much, 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 much better form uh, than the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, I'm not so sure about that. Looks like we're going to see an Anthony Stolarz, Uko Pekka in battle uh, in net. Neither's confirmed, uh, but those are the projections right now. I certainly think it'll be Stolarz for Florida, given Bobrovsky started last night. So the only thing I'm interested in here is a Panthers team total over, and even then it's just going to be a small bet. Other than that, not a whole lot. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Florida-Buffalo? So I got a little too cute last night with uh, the Florida Panthers. I tried to go with something that had really been cashing all, all year, Florida to win and Sam Reinhart to score a goal. I got plus 225. We get five goals. None of them come from Sam Reinhart. So tonight I'm just going strictly with Sam Reinhart, anytime goal scorer, plus 110. I'm not dealing with Florida. Maybe they, like you said, you know, we could see a Stolarz kind of lay an egg and they lose this game. Because keep in mind, as bad as Buffalo's been, this is a spot where we normally would like Buffalo at home as a short dog against a, a better team stepping up in class. We saw them cash often in this spot, but this isn't the Buffalo team that we've been able to trust from, say, last season or even at certain parts early in the year uh, when they were cashing at, in, in this in this kind of clip. So I'm not sitting playing on the side. I'm not playing on a total. Might jump in for something uh, on the backcast tonight. But I'm right now just at Sam Reinhart, anytime goal scorer, that's plus 110 right now over at Bet Online. All right, there you go. Just sticking with a player prop here and a good and a, someone that's obviously had a hell of a season and facing his former team as well. That's something to consider here with Sammy Reinhardt uh, to score a goal for uh, Alex in this one. Yeah, the props that I would look at, Reinhardt, I can't argue with that. Uh, on the Buffalo side, this J.J. Paterka, man, Paterka, Turka, Turka. I mean, he just continues to be uh, awesome right now for the Buffalo Sabres. Scored against L.A., very undervalued. You always get him north of plus 300 to score a goal. So J.J. Paterka would be the uh, Sabre player prop that I'm most interested in for this game tonight. Uh, Maddie, what do you think here, Panthers-Sabres? Yeah, so I, uh, I, I'm I, showing the over at six on some some different books. So I I think that's worth a look. Um, and if nothing else, maybe a live during the betcast, you know, yep. get an early live bet in if it goes down to five, five and a half. That's my approach. Um, Wait for the betcast tonight. Let's see if we get something a little better. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And again, Buffalo is coming off a shutout. That doesn't really scare me. I, I feel like if anything, Buffalo is one of those teams that'll have a one nothing game and then an eight to three game the next night. So, um, yeah, I'll probably wait on this one. I don't really like either side. I love Florida. If I had to pick a team, um, this also could be a bet cast. If Florida goes down one, nothing in the first five minutes, then maybe I jump on the Panthers, uh, money line. Cause I, I think they're going to win the game, but I'm not going to lay minus minus one fifty on it. So 
this will probably be a wait for the betcast type of game, and I know there's a few of those on the uh, on the card tonight. Yeah, Chris Otto in the chat, just the uh, creator of the incredible totals charts throughout the uh, season, and um, he's Florida number one team to the under this season. That's not shocking. They're number one or number two in the league in every defensive category, whether it's goals against, expected expected goals against, I think they're number one or number two. Uh, and that's a, a element of just how good they are you know, defensively this season and how can they can, they've gotten even better. I think the last month or two, as they've really soared up the standings uh, during that span. So uh, no question. I think uh, that makes total sense to me why Florida can lock it down. Florida can absolutely shut you down when they get a lead and look what they, look what they did to Colorado over the weekend. You know, look what they did to Pittsburgh last night. Once they got that lead, they're one of those teams. Now you feel like when you get a three goal lead, the Florida Panthers, and you're a fan of that team, you feel, you know what? I'm, I'm, I can relax now. I'm not nervous sitting there on the couch watching the game because I know they're going to be able to shut it down and win, bring it home. You know, that's what we see right now from the uh, Florida Panthers. No question about it. Uh, JT, yes, it's a bet cast tonight, but again, as we mentioned earlier, it's a Patreon exclusive bet cast. So only Patreon members can watch it and join the stream. So it is a bet cast tonight, but it is a Patreon exclusive one uh, tonight. All right, Seattle and Boston. Boston minus 190, home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, Bruins off back to back losses now at home uh, during this. And this is a lengthy homestand. They've got a few more home games after this, too. Uh, but back-to-back home, the Washington game, they deserved to lose because they didn't even show up that Saturday afternoon. The last game, they were better, but they weren't great. They Passes weren't clicking. Their offensive execution was not sharp. They missed some glorious chances, and they ended up losing in a shootout at the end of the night to the Tampa Bay Lightning. There is just something a little bit out of sync, a little bit off right now with the Boston Bruins as far as their current form uh, is concerned. And they're just not a team I'm rushing to lay this price with now, minus 190 uh, going into this game. I'm going to grab a little Seattle plus 170 here. I am. Just a small bet. I don't love the spot for Seattle. uh, That's the one thing that does concern me here. We're looking at a Kraken team that's playing their third road game in four nights. You know, tricky situation when you factor in the, the travel that they've had to do. Um, but let's not forget what Seattle was able to do when they took a trip to the TD Garden last year. Uh, they went into Boston and beat this Bruins team last year uh, here in Boston uh, by a score of three to nothing. Shut them out uh, as well. Uh, so don't forget how uh, the Kraken were able to roll into Bo- Beantown last year uh, and be able to get the job done. Uh, Seattle coming off a 2-1 shootout win against the New York Islanders, uh, snapping a three-game losing streak. So it's probably a little bit of positive momentum kind of coming their way uh, here in this matchup tonight in this game. So, like I said, I just don't feel that the current form and what I am seeing from the Bruins is the kind of performance level that requires a minus 190 price tag. I just don't feel that way right now. Not with the way they're playing here these last few games uh, since the All-Star break. So, like I said, it's a little bit of a dubious scheduling spot for Seattle you know, third game in four nights on the road, but I'm going to take a small shot here, small piece with the Kraken head. Crackheads for me here, plus 170. Uh, Alex, anything here? Kraken Bruins. So this, how you bet this game should determine what you're doing tonight. If you are joining us on the BetCast, or even if you're not joining us on the BetCast, but you're going to be betting live, you should be waiting for the first period and full game totals to bet those live because we got these prices so low. Two, three minutes, we're already talking about plus money. 
four or five minutes in, we could be talking about plus 150 for both of these uh, numbers at five and a half and, and one and a half. And I like both of those plays. I grabbed a little bit now, but I'm going to need to be putting more on that once the game starts and crossing those plus prices. We've seen two out of the four meetings with Seattle and Boston go over in the first period. Like I said, Boston needs to get some wins in the worst way at home, get out of this funk as soon as possible. And they're catching Seattle in a, in a bit of a tough spot. Boston should be able to get two goals on their own. Uh, so we might, you know, look at some first period things live as well. But for right now, grab a little first period over at 110 or as cheap as you can find it. And then look to, to add a bit more on in game. Same thing with the over and the five and a half side. Don't want to lay 190 with Boston. I don't want to take a shot with Seattle here, even at plus 170. So maybe we see Seattle. If they could take a lead at some point, we can grab Boston uh, plus money in game. That's kind of the approach I have, but I think this is going to be kind of a back and forth battle with some goals involved. And I will have a little piece of the draw here. I saw that as high as plus 360 cross conference teams, both needing points, both couldn't care less if the other team gets points. So that's a good draw season setup. So I'll have that in pocket as well. First period over and the draw pregame, adding more on the first period over and full game in game. And don't forget the little storyline here uh, for Seattle. Uh, tonight going into this game, I know Cuban uh, is referencing it here. Uh, Maddie Beneers, Massachusetts boy, coming back home. Joey Decord in net tonight for the Seattle Kraken, North Andover, Massachusetts finest. Close to home, back in Boston, chance to play the Bruins with, I'm sure, family and friends of Joey and Maddie Beneers for that matter. Uh, they're going to be attending this game as well. And you know, that always fires up and uh, raises that adrenaline level for a player to play well when you got family in attendance. So, yeah, Matty Beneers to score a goal. Cuban, 1,000% with you there. Uh, it's worth a look at that price. And Joey Decord as well uh, over saves maybe with him because I can see Boston pouring on the shots, but are they going to beat him? That's the question. We know he's had an excellent season for the most part. Uh, he's going to want to play well here. A Massachusetts boy going back home to play in Boston. Don't uh, expect Joey DeCord to have, a, I think, a pretty good game tonight here. He'll certainly want to, uh, that's for sure. Uh, what do you think here in this one, Matt, Seattle-Boston? Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. Um, I was thinking DeCord saves prop is definitely worth a play here. Boston's got to play better at home. You know, they're going to be looking to get shots early and often. Um, DeCord obviously wants to have a good game, so I love that. Um, as far as the sides go, nothing pregame. Um, I, I can't lay it on Boston. They've been playing pretty rough at home. And then Seattle on the tough road trip. Yes, it's good value, but I don't know that I can, you know, trust them to, to get the job done. The draw is not a bad play here. I don't mind that. But uh, I think I'm just going to stick to the first period and game over. Um, and I'm going to follow Alex's lead. I'll put a little bit on pregame just so I've got it in case there is that goal in the first minute or two minutes. Um, but you know, if we can get it down to plus money or five on the over, you know, definitely worth jumping in, uh, live on the betcast. So, oh, Matt, you made a great point too about five because yeah, if you have a book like a Ben MGM where they will sometimes go flat on live, so it won't just go from five and a half to four and a half, you'll be able to catch a five at some plus money as well, potentially if you, you use an MGM or a bet 365. So, good point on that. Yeah, and they got 38 shots on goal against Tampa Bay. Great point by Terry in our chat saying, Jim Montgomery after the Washington loss says, we just got to shoot the puck more. We're looking for the pretty play. And sure, even though they lost against Tampa Bay, they got 38 shots. Joey Decord's saves prop tonight is only 26 and a half. 
I think that is very doable for him to go over that number uh, here tonight. 27-plus saves, he can definitely achieve that. I know that Seattle, in some instances, is capable of keeping the shot volume of their opponent down, uh, but I think Boston tonight, two straight losses now. You will see them be a little bit more aggressive, just shooting the puck more. And like I say, I think I think Joey Decord is going to have a very good game tonight uh, for Seattle. So that over, I thought that twenty six and a half. Not only do I like the theory of Joey Decord over saves, but I think the number it's a it's a it's a lower number than I expected it to be twenty six and a half. All right. Uh, Okay, my screen's frozen here for a minute, so hang in there just for one moment here. We got to make there we go. All right, next to go. All right, there we go. Uh, good stuff. All right, on we go. The LA Kings and the New Jersey Devils. New, uh, pretty much even money here, minus one ten both sides. Six and a half the total here in this game. Uh, I, I I meant it what I said after just one of the all time worst calls you'll ever have uh, from a betting standpoint with me with LA against Buffalo the other night. Uh, in that seven nothing loss to the Sabers, that I am taking some time away from the LA Kings right now. Nothing on this game. There's a pass for me. Nothing on the side. Nothing on the total. I'm going to watch this game. I'm going to see how it goes. I think situationally, there's things to like about taking Los Angeles here. They got totally embarrassed the other night by Buffalo. You'd expect a response here, but I love the form of the Devils right now this week. You know, I like what I see from them at the moment. I got to be honest. They gave Carolina a tough battle. Uh, over the weekend, uh, they knocked back-to-back wins this week. This Devils team, uh, including uh, in a tricky spot on the road in Nashville, back-to-back after beating Seattle, they went in there and they still won four, four to two. They've outshot their opponent now, by the way, New Jersey, in four straight games. So that's four straight games where the Devils are carrying the play uh, as well. So there's a lot to. I mean, if you're betting form, you, you got to be taking New Jersey here. There's no question about that, and it's cheap for them at home, but. You know, an all-time embarrassment like that from L.A., there should be a response. But do I bet trust them enough to respond to bet them tonight? Fuck no. Not a chance. So it's a pass for me here. What do you think, Alex? Kings, Devils. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. I'm going to take a shot with both teams to score in the first period now. And then I'm looking for first period over, probably full game over two live. Uh, like I said, Kings definitely need to have some pushback. And, and, and this could be a game that gets out of hand as far as goals go. Uh, I think we could see a lot of scoring. Some six and a half. You you could take that now too. Like I said, this is one of those games. Wait, depends on what you're doing. If you you're busy tonight, bet this thing now. If you you joining us tonight or you, you got time, bet this in game. And I think we could be able to get six and a half at maybe a plus price or a five and a half laying a price. And then we can look for one and a half at somewhere minus a dollar ten or cheaper. And then we go both teams to score. But the Kings have to show some fight here. And I think New Jersey could kind of pull that kind of speed out of them a little bit. They need to get their offense rolling, too. Like I said, you know, with Hughes back in the lineup, they've taken some time to kind of gel again. I think now they can carry the pace, but L.A. can can trade blows with them. And we know we can't trust any of the goaltenders for any of these two teams. So let's go over the total. So uh, both teams to score now and then look for some live looks in game tonight. He might have talked and talked me into overs and both teams to score first period. I, I mean, I'm staying off the side. I want nothing oh, yeah, to do no, with no. The side, nothing at all. Yeah, no. uh, but you're right. First period, both teams to score makes sense. Look, if you're Jim Hiller, you're stuck between a rock and a damn hard place right now. You either go back to David Riddick, who got lit up, who went back to Big Civ Dave against Buffalo the other night, or you go to Cam Talbot, who hasn't played in forever. He's played what one or tw- once or twice the last like three four weeks. And a guy that hasn't played well for the you know last month, month and a half after that red hot start to the season for Talbot. That's your options right now. And do you trust either one? 
It's hard to right now. What, what is Rob Blake doing? Like, I, I get I get that there are teams that are waiting for other pieces to start moving around before they jump all in as far as the deadline and, and making moves or whatever. But you're sinking fast. You need a fucking a tough to Western right conference. Now. You're going to trust all the teams in front of you and around you to lose? It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. They got to do something. Yeah, times, times of the essence, I get. You know, what's that song? Great old song, The Outsiders. I can't wait forever time won't let me move on time won't let me wait that long well guess what rob blake is waiting too long you're right 100 percent agree with you there um what do you think matt la new jersey yeah alex kind of reiterated my bet that i already have in so i already jumped on the first period over i think la is going to come out they desperation i mean they've been in desperation mode in my opinion since before the all-star break but you lose seven nothing and yikes like i don't even want to know what the the vibes like amongst the players right now the hotel the meals have to be awkward like i mean at some level it's a, a long season and you try and shake it off but man it's it's a low point i don't think new jersey's you know traditionally been a great defensive team by any means neither goalie really scares me in any way so um i definitely like the both teams to score i'm probably going to jump on that as well um but yeah already on the first period over thinking about playing a little bit doing sort of like a split like with the seattle boston maybe throw some money on the game total over at six and a half on the off chance there's some early goals um but then also trying to get it live if we do get to a point where we can get it at six or five and a half uh potentially Definitely can't take a side here. Um, I mean, I would. It's it, as you mentioned, Ian. It's it's situational. I would take LA if it was who I think the better team is in general right now. I would take New Jersey, but um, yeah, it's it's too much of a toss up for me. I don't even like the draw here because I I think it could be a five to two game one way or the other. I, I think it's going to get ugly as far as goals. I'm hoping it does. I hope it's like a one of those crazy eight to six games. Um, it'll be fun to watch that live with the boys um, and girls. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm just going to take the first period over. Maybe sprinkle the team to, or the both teams to score, put the game over, and then hope to get something live at a better price as well. Uh, that's why Matt Robinson's on the show. He's played the sport unlike Alex and I at a competitive level, and he's got. And that's why he reminds me of a hockey player when he's always mentioning the boys. Uh, I think you get that word out of him like three or four times every show. Uh, you can tell he's got that hockey player mind. He's still got it in him uh, right now, no question. All right, Philly and Toronto uh, next up. Flyers and Leafs. Toronto minus one hundred and fifty home favorites, six the total. Um, I am sure. That around 6.30 Eastern time before that Blues-Leafs game the other night and every better uh, in the every NHL better known to man that was interested in betting that game heard about Tavares and Marner being out last minute due to mono. Uh, in addition to Riley being suspended, ran like they couldn't fucking believe to their account to bet the St. Louis Blues the other night. Uh, and sure enough, uh, the Leafs... Um, just played a airtight, great, awesome team defensive game. They held St. Louis to 15 shots on goal. I still am trying to wrap my head around that uh, the other night that they were able to do that with uh, no Morgan Riley on defense. And Allen brought up in the chat the crazy record that the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs have without Morgan Riley. It makes no sense because they do miss him. They do. He is a great, good, great defenseman for this team. He's the best they've got. And yet the record 
without him dating back to last year is like now what 12 and 12 13 4 and 1 or something like that's crazy but it it finally drills through their heads when they're in a spot like this without key players in the lineup to finally play a structured shut down team defensive style it makes the forwards have to back check and help out the defense on every shift uh, and sure enough, that's how you ended up getting that kind of performance out of the Leafs the other night against St. Louis when you wouldn't have expected something like that from them. Now, the question is, can they back it up? The question is, can they do it again here tonight against the Philadelphia Flyers? And it looks like tonight both Tavares and Marner are back uh, in the lineup. The mono situation has gone through. Uh, they are back in the lineup. Martin Jones still out, but it'll, it'll be Ilya Samsonov as we expected all along. Uh, Morgan Riley uh, still, of course, actually waiting for this appeal that I don't think is going to get granted. I think it's absolutely absurd, you know, quite honestly, that they're even trying to appeal that shit. You think Gary Bettman's going to do anything? No, he's going to have to serve the five, uh, the six games uh, that he ended up getting anyway. Um, but it looks like at least tonight they've got Tavares and Marner back. So uh, Bobby McMahon to the rescue, of course, the other night with the uh, hat trick. Incredible performance. Looks like tonight, as far as the lines go, Nyes, Matthews, Marner stays intact. Bertuzzi, Tavares, and Nylander is back together again. Bobby McMahon now on the third line, interesting tonight with Domi and Nick Robertson. Uh, Pontus Holmberg, David Camp, Noah Gregor uh, on the fourth line. So that's how it shakes up. Blue line is the same as the other night for Toronto. Uh, Philadelphia still undefeated. We need uh, Bruce Buffer to uh, introduce Philadelphia here. And still undefeated. You know, exactly. Uh, Philadelphia still undefeated here. Uh, since the uh, all-star break um, I'm not laying a price against this team I can tell you that but you know after kind of getting burned a little bit fading the Leafs with uh, out Riley the other night kind of not rushing to do it again tonight if you know what I mean so the only thing I would land on is the draw uh, here in this game I could see that coming through uh, the Flyers you know they still play pretty close games even during this four game win streak since the break it was a one goal victory against Florida 4-1 against Winnipeg, one goal victory, 3-2 against Seattle. Uh, the Arizona game was close the other night. That game was actually tied uh, in the third period. So I think there's a very real chance we could see overtime tonight uh, in this game. So the only thing I would consider here is the draw. It's worth noting the Leafs have owned this series. They've beaten Philadelphia six straight times, uh, three straight times in Toronto. And they've actually won four straight times in Philadelphia. So the Leafs have definitely owned this series, but um, I love what I'm seeing out of the Flyers. Congratulations to Sean Couturier, who just got named the new captain uh, for the Philadelphia Flyers. And for that reason, I'm going with Couturier to score a goal tonight. I like that angle. He gets named the captain. And look, defensive the defensive side of the puck is just as important, if not more, to Sean Couturier's game because he's an elite defensive forward. He's an elite face-off guy. But I think tonight, first game with the ca captaincy, you know, a little bit of a adrenaline rush, if you will. Maybe a little bump for him offensively tonight. So plus 290 or so for him to score a goal, plus 150 to get an assist. I think that's a solid angle tonight to look in that uh, direction. Uh, what do you like here, Alex? Philadelphia, Toronto. I saw that earlier today, and I was so mad that it was 290 because I was hoping he'd be right in that 300 range. He would have been he would have been my bargain uh, bin pick tonight. But I think that's still good value. And uh, like I said, I think it's gonna be a, this is going to be a fun game. I think it's going to be back and forth. I like the draw here at plus 360, but I think this is going to be one of those. We've been seeing this a lot lately, right, since the break and even a little bit before the break. Some good defensive hockey. I think we're going to see physical, hard-hitting. It might look like a Flyers-Leafs game from the 2000s, 
a little bit with, with this. I think we can see some chippiness and, and some grit. And this is a Flyers team that they know, hey, we're playing a team that they're up and down. But at the end of the day, when you look on paper, we're stepping up in class. And if we're going to be a team that can hang around and make the postseason, we have to find ways to beat and play well against teams like the Maple Leafs. So I think that that's the message that Tortorella is going to deliver to the troops tonight. And I think it's going to be a, a fun back and forth battle. And I like the draw plus 360. I want to talk about this total for a minute because I really didn't address it a moment ago. Normally, when I see a series history situation like this, where you've got the Flyers and the Leafs have gone over the total in five straight head-to-head meetings, 5-0 and to the over in the last five meetings, 6-3-5-2-5-2-4-3-6-2, all of them Toronto victories. Normally, I'm automatically betting the over tonight in this game when I see that. But I'm not doing that tonight. I'm worried about it, even with that series history. John Tortorella drilled into his team's heads defensive hockey coming out of the break because they know that it got away from them going into the break. And sure enough, prior to that Arizona game, every Flyers game since the break has stayed under the total. All right? And the only reason that Arizona game went over the total is, I know Alex and Matt can figure it out. Even Malka was in that. You know, it was a guy that's struggling, and that's kind of what opened that game up a little bit. We kind of liked overs, and we kind of liked, well, we did all like the Flyers team total uh, over in that game. But I think it gets back to that kind of defensive style that Torts wants, especially on the road. And everything, you guys, that I have heard from Sheldon Keefe and the players since the Riley suspension, since the loss to Ottawa Saturday night, going into the St. Louis game the other night, and going into this game tonight is defense, defense, defense. We've got to shore it up. We've got to tighten it up. We've got to be good in our own end. And they, for a change, this Leafs team practiced what they preached. Tuesday night against St. Louis. They held the Blues to 15 shots on goal, one goal allowed. They played, they 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 met, they actually for a change talked about defense incessantly and for a change they acted on it. And the game easily stayed under the total the other night with Blues and Leafs. So, I'm not convinced this is a shootout and a high-scoring affair tonight with the Flyers and the Leafs. What do you think here in this one, Matt? Philly Toronto. Yeah, this will be one that I'm probably going to lay off until we're live tonight um I, I the sides are too hard for me i i just think it could go either way i think you can't really bet against philly right now um but i do think the leafs at home they need to have another good game they're you know trying to build that momentum for the playoffs um and then yeah i i said the same thing last game was 6-2 between these two teams generally that would have me hammering the over first period over you know the whole nine yards but I just don't see it tonight. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we can, maybe there's a goal in the first 10 and then, you know, you feel good that it's going to be an offensive battle. Um, or maybe there's some good chances and no goals in the first five minutes. And then you jump on the over once it comes down to five, five and a half. Um, but yeah, as far as pregame, I don't think there's anything for me on this game. If you, if you have any interest or any inkling of enthusiasm for the over tonight in this game, you better damn sure wait till the bet cast tonight and see what this pace is yep. early in the game. Because I'm worried it's going to be Blues-Leafs re- revival, where 0-0, low-event hockey. And that's I watched that Blues-Leafs game. That was as low-event a Toronto Maple Leaf game as I have seen in a very long time. Like, there was this stretches, and eight-minute stretches, where there was nothing going on. There was not a single dangerous scoring chance you know, in that game. So, and look, I think this drilled it into their heads without Riley that, Hey, we got to shore it up. We got to start paying attention defensively because we're not going, we're not doing shit in the playoffs unless we start thinking that way. 
Um, so this that's why I feel like the over. Wait, wait, watch to see how this game unfolds here early. A one-one draw is plus twenty-four hundred at FanDuel. Yeah, there you go. That's uh, that's definitely tickling the buying bone from a value standpoint. And you know, you could see something like that uh, here tonight in that game. Uh, yes, Morgan Frost, by the way, is a Toronto kid for the Flyers, and he's playing better lately. I think props for him might be worth a look for Philadelphia tonight uh, in this game. And by the way, his father, as I've said this a million times, Andy Frost, not only a former Toronto Maple Leafs public address announcer and great at it, he's also a Key 107 Toronto Classic Rock DJ for a long, long time. Andy Frost, father of Morgan. So uh, I would think Morgan wants to uh, play well, and I would sure, I'm sure Andy will be in attendance. Uh, you would think for this game tonight in Toronto with Morgan playing there. Uh, and also when you look at the uh, rest of it, I mentioned Paling. He didn't score the other night, but Paling's picked it up. You can't go wrong with Tippett. Konechny's on fire right now, but we like Couturier from that angle. Toronto, I like Matthew Nyes here. Uh, I'm going to say also Tyler Bertuzzi's going to score. He has to at some point. This is, this is absolutely insane. He's getting like incredible chances night in and night out, getting robbed by goaltenders, missing the net. Hitting the post, hitting the crossbar, it's everything but go in for him right now for Tyler Bertuzzi. I'm going to bet that that changes tonight. So uh, take a small shot there with uh, uh, Tyler Bertuzzi right now in this uh, game. All right, Montreal Canadiens, New York Rangers. We've got the Rangers minus 250, home favorite, six of the total uh, in this game. Montreal with a very impressive win again. Well, impressive in terms of the, the, the final score being a shutout. Uh, obviously, Anaheim. You know, has got their issues, but still to shut out Anaheim five nothing, very impressive. The Rangers now five in a row, four straight since the All Star break. Another undefeated since the break team. Right now, the New York Rangers. Um, this one I don't have a strong take on either way. I don't want to go against this Rangers team right now. Do I want to lay a price with them? Uh, not necessarily. I will say this: Montreal has been a thorn in the Rangers' side. Montreal has been a tough, tough team for Montreal for New York. Uh, in the past, they've actually won three of the last five meetings. Uh, you look at the two meetings last year, or three, I should say, Rangers won in Montreal 4-1, but Montreal won in New York last year uh, by a score of 2-1. to uh, Montre uh, Rangers won in a shootout in Montreal last March, and earlier this season in Montreal in January, about a month ago, Habs won in a shootout. And we've seen nothing but close, tight, one-goal games for the majority. So maybe a little draw here for me. It's about the only thing I'd be interested in. Anything here for you, Alex, uh, when it comes to Habs Rangers original six battle? Yeah, I like the draw here in this spot, too. And even when I saw Jonathan Quick, I know everybody's looking at, well, he's the number one goalie right now for the Rangers. But I, I felt even more comfortable back in the draw because he's playing well. And, and that's the thing sometimes when we're looking at draw season. It's not always, oh, we're looking at two bad goalies and it's going to be a you know, shit storm, and all of a sudden it's 4-4 after 60. We sometimes like, you know, somebody's close to like you said, with Philly and Toronto. I think this is going to be a, a – Montreal is going to have to focus on playing more def defense against the Rangers because we know how if they get out of hand with their goaltending, all of a sudden they give up seven or eight goals. So I think they're going to be reverting back and playing so much defense, we don't see them press much on offense. The Rangers can carry the pace and, and, and dictate the tempo, but they don't have to just press on you. If they get a goal or get a, you know, a couple of goals – they can kind of sit and skate a little bit. But like you said, the, Ran the Rangers have had trouble with the Habs uh, in the last couple of meetings. So plus 345 is a, a decent number. You can find it, I think, a little bit higher. Some other books I got to shop around. But I saw 345 I bet online. Uh, I think that's worthy of grabbing. And like I said, we can kind of adjust and make some changes when we're on the betcast tonight. But that's the only play that I like as far as pregame goes. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I think this is a close competitive game. 
Um, I'm, I'm not sure where I go with the total here. It's interesting. We have seen actually two straight overs. I mean, I lean that way for sure, uh, over six, but I don't love it. You know, uh, maybe a small bet over six, but uh, don't love it. What do you think here in this one, Matt? Montreal, New York. Yeah, I was talking to my uh, good buddy that's a huge Rangers fan. Um, I always like to get his insights when I'm going to be on, and he's uh, he's obviously, you know, a little deeper in what's going on in New York. His only play, and I, I actually like it, is the only thing I'll be on pregame is the first period over. Um, I know a lot of times when New York comes out, you know, they do play well, but they give one up early. They're sort of like Dallas in that sense. We kind of joke about it. Um, I think Montreal will come out swinging, you know, being on the road. But then I, I do think, you know, if New York gets one or two power plays in the first, it's almost a lock that they'll score one of them. Um, so, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the first period over. I don't want to take both teams to score just because the value is already not too bad on the first period over. And, you know, it could be a 2 nothing either side way. Um, but, yeah, that's really all I like pregame. I like the Rangers as far as who wins the game, but I'm not going to lay 250 on it. So um, another game similar to the Florida game, maybe live Montreal goes up 2 nothing, And then you're like, oh, maybe we can get, you know, plus 500 on – the Rangers to come back in the second and third, and that might be worth worth taking a look at. But, yeah, no sides here. I do lean the total, um, but I'd like, you know, if it if it drops to five and a half, maybe get plus money at five and a half. I'd like that a little more. And with the BetCast tonight, Patreon-exclusive BetCast, like I say, if there's anything you're unsure of pregame, what, might as well just wait until we're on the air with the uh, BetCast tonight. Oh, the question there from uh, Jesse James Rickman about the uh, who the Oilers uh, asking who he – uh, we think the Oilers should trade for. I will save that till we talk about the Oilers when they uh, when we get to that game with them in St. Louis in just a bit. Uh, I will mention who I think they should go after, but there are a couple I have in mind uh, as to who maybe the Oilers should target. All right, next up we've got. Um, oh, by the way, Uri Slavkovsky, back to the well, man. This guy's on fire for Montreal. Been cashing with him left and right and center with Suzuki and Caulfield. Go back to that well. Um, I agree with that. Maybe Jake Evans, too. He scored the other night. He's up to the second line now for Montreal. So some good prop looks there, potentially. Uh, Lafreniere shots on goal. People in the chat have talked about that quite a bit. I I wouldn't talk anyone out of that. I would look at Lafreniere, too, tonight to score for the Rangers. Quebec kid, uh, of course, playing against the Montreal. Even though this game's in New York, you know, playing against the Montreal Canadiens. And Will Cooley. I I, I think this guy's offensive game is starting to um, rev up and really show what he can do at that end of the ice. So I like what I'm seeing. He's just a rookie. He's probably only going to get better as well. So uh, maybe Will Cooley at a very nice price as well for a goal prop tonight for the uh, Rangers. All right, Colorado Avalanche, Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, how good is this going to be? Obviously, a rematch of the 2023 Stanley Cup final a couple of years ago. Uh, we've got uh, Tampa Bay minus 125, home favorites, six and a half the total. This is the end of the long road trip for Colorado, and it's been a pretty lengthy one for them. But they wrap it up with a team that they've got, obviously, significant history with, given the fact they played in the final a couple of years ago. Uh, they snapped what was a three-game road, a four-game road losing streak with a 6-3 win against Washington uh, on uh, Thursday, on Tuesday night, rather. They'll see if they can keep that momentum rolling. Uh, Tampa Bay, a four-game road trip for them. It's the Malinsky special. We talked about the late, great Dave Malinsky and that this falls into that classic angle that he, you know, talked about so often uh, when he was uh, alive and talked about how four game road trips are longer 
when you come back home from those, uh, it's usually a bet against spot. And that's the situation here for Tampa Bay coming back off a uh, four game road trip uh, that they lost the first two uh, against the Rangers and the Islanders, but they won the final two uh, against Columbus. And of course the shootout win against Boston. Um, so I, I, I like Colorado a little bit here, but then I looked at the goaltending and then I saw Eustace Onanen uh, getting the start here for Colorado. And maybe this guy's going to be good at some point in his career. Sure as fuck ain't right now. Okay. Because if you look at Eustace Onanen right now, uh, the numbers have been, uh, unsightly. All right. Unsightly, uh, for him at the uh, NHL level, uh, this season, 4.03 goals against average, 886 save percentage, two prior starts at Ottawa at New Jersey gives up four goals in both of them. Now they did beat Ottawa cause they scored seven. It was a seven to four game, uh, that they beat the senators. So avalanche gave him the quote unquote run support that night, but they lost to New Jersey five, three, uh, when he started his second game and gave up four goals there. He's just Right now at the NHL level, just a little bit too um, green at this point in time to be, I think, at his absolute best. He's going to require some time, this Finnish goaltender uh, for Colorado. So it's hard to trust him right now. So this for me is now I'm pivoting more. I'm lean Colorado, but I'm pivoting more because on paper, you know, Vasilevsky versus Onanen is an, is an edge for Tampa Bay. Uh, no question about that. But I'm going to pivot away from that. And I'll say this for as good as Vasilevsky is, you look at head to head and Colorado's had no issue scoring against uh, Tampa Bay in the past. You, you'd think there's an opportunity for them to be able to hear. So this is going to be for sure uh, a look toward both teams to score in the first period. I really do like that as far as both teams to score bets in the first period. This is definitely one of those games that I think is a great candidate for both teams to find the uh, back of the net here uh, in the first 20 minutes. Uh, also in this game, you know, I would wait for a live over. I'm not betting a pregame over. we got a bet cast tonight. Let's wait for a live over, one and a half. Let's wait for a better live over with the six and a half as well. That's my plan. The only pregame bet is that both teams to score first period at a nice plus price. Alex, uh, abs, lightning. Yeah, I like both teams to score there as well, and I'll be waiting for a first period live in game. But I think Tampa comes out swinging tonight. They've won 10 of the last 13 meetings, uh, 10 of the last 13 games at home. They played uh, you know, tight against Colorado. They got blown out 4-1 in the last meeting. But keep in mind, that was Jonas Johansson. That was not uh, Andre Vasilevsky. And that was also your given that not used to Sandinen. And I sent you the link there. They're bringing out some heat on the uniforms tonight, the Tampa Bay Lightning. They got these brand-new black jerseys that they're rocking. I think all that to combined right now, Tampa Bay is just in a good mood and, and, and playing the hockey that they've been used to seeing. The fans have been used to seeing. And now you come out, you know, you got some new digs. You got something to kind of get amped up a little bit for in the dog days of, of the season. Uh, as you see right there, that's a sharp looking jersey that I will be ordering very soon. Uh, I like Tampa here at this price, minus $1.25. I think they take care of the avalanche. I think Eustace Annan, he may not be that guy. You know, we saw him with some decent numbers at one point in the AHL, but like I said, his numbers in the NHL have not been that good. And there's got to be a reason why him and Prosvitov have been kind of this the the anchors of that, you know, uh, backup spot with Yorgiev and why I'm surprised Colorado hasn't tried to make a move uh, to maybe bolster that position should it something happen to Yorgiev with how often they've been playing him. But all that being said, I like Tampa Bay tonight here. Uh, so give me the bolts and those sharp jerseys minus $1.25. Well, they actually do look good. I love the all black uh, with the white, blue, and blue and white trim 
on the sides. Uh, I like the logo too, the lightning bolt, and then you got the ring around it, Tampa Bay Lightning. I like the I like seeing hockey club on the jersey. We don't see that enough. Uh, it's pretty good, pretty good looking jersey. You can't play like shit when you're wearing something like that. You know, you got to be able to want to bring your best effort when you got that kind of a jersey that you're rocking you're here tonight if you're the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. You know, so uh, Braden Point, Nikita Kucherov, Stamkos, and the rest of them, they don't want to shit the bed wearing a jersey like that. I also want to mention, too, with the uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, I do believe when they go up against teams that can put the puck in the net, they will struggle a bit more with Sergachev being out. Like, that is huge. Like, there is Hedman and a huge drop-off now to the rest of that decor for the Tampa Bay Lightning, and it's concerning moving forward without Mikhail Sergachev. Uh, Maddie, what do you think here, Avs Lightning? Yeah, game in Tampa against a team that can score some goals. I'm going to take the over all day. Um, I know it's six and a half. It's a lot of juice. I, I'm seeing on Bavada. You can take it at seven uh, plus 112. I know that seven can be scary to some folks, but look at Ottawa Columbus last uh, Tuesday night. Like that hit easy. Um, That's true. So I might take that. I do like both teams to score, but I'm also seeing some books have over two. Uh, plus 110 as far as the first period goes. And I like that. I think this could easily be a 3-1 type of, you know, first period. So I do lean towards Tampa. Um, I think the goalie is a big factor in that. Um, I'll also chip in that the jerseys are pretty sick. So, you know, let's be honest. They want to they wanna play well at home and good-looking jerseys. Um, and, you know, I know they're coming off the four-game road trip, but Colorado is on the fifth game of their road trip. So I, I – I know that typically can be a way to lean towards the uh, the road team, but I think in this one, it, it doesn't really matter. Both teams have kind of just been, you know, living out of their suitcase. So, um, yeah, I I like Tampa. I think what I may try and do is hope that Colorado scores early and then take Tampa. Maybe they do have that road trip hangover, give one up in the first few minutes and then really take it to them. So that could, you know, potentially bring some good value. Um, but yeah, I like goals in this game. I think there's going to be fireworks early and often. And so if it is a slow start, I'll look at living the over, but, uh, live betting the over, but I, I even like it at seven. So I'm going to put a little bit on that pregame. And a good point, Matt, that yeah, Ottawa Columbus, look at that was a seven the other night, you know, and it still ended up going up and over the total. So, uh, sometimes you can't be scared. I usually am scared of the seven, but sometimes you can't always be that way. Uh, no question. Uh, yeah, as far as the uh, props here, the, obviously there's a good game for some of these, no doubt. Uh, when you look at the uh, potency and the potential we might have uh, for some uh, offense in this game. Uh, Drew Ann up with McKinnon. I just think Drew Ann here, remember he was with Tampa Bay. This is the team that drafted him. I just got that sense Drew Ann makes an impact here for Colorado tonight uh, against the team that drafted him uh, way back when. Uh, and uh, who else here? Uh, you've got Lekkonen on the second line, Colton and Wood. Anyone on that top line, I wouldn't say no to that uh, either. Uh, for Tampa Bay, Nick Paul, someone said that in the chat. I agree. Uh, he's always the one that's a little bit more undervalued compared to the rest. All right, Anaheim, Ottawa. We've got the uh, Senators minus 220 home favorite, six and a half the total uh, in this one. Uh, Ottawa getting some respect in the betting markets here. Minus 220 here. Either that or people not respecting Anaheim. I think it's probably a combination of both right now. Uh, but look, the Sens earn the respect right now. They're playing their best hockey in quite some time. Uh, I said this a while back. You give this team uh, a long homestand. They were traveling a lot as they were trying to implement Jacques Martin, the new coaching staff. It's difficult to see improvement. 
you know, when you're traveling and on the road so much. And now they're, you know, playing a lot of home games. We've seen them win four in a row and against some pretty good teams too. Like Nashville's battling for a spot. They beat them, Detroit, Toronto. Uh, Columbus is a team they should have beat, and they did, six to three. So uh, there's no question here that um, they're feeling it right now. The Ottawa Senators are playing great. I don't want to step in front of them. I don't trust Anaheim enough. Uh, it looks like tonight Corpus Salo expected in net. Gibson expected in net for Anaheim, but neither confirmed uh, as of yet. Feels like it's a run it back time for me uh, with this game tonight with Ottawa. Kind of like the way I approached Columbus, Ottawa. I think what I like here is uh, Ottawa team total over three and a half again, uh, like the other night against uh, Columbus. I think they can get to four goals. I like what I'm seeing from them clearly uh, at the offensive end of the ice right now uh, for this Senators team. And it's only minus 140. You know, it's a digestible price for the Senators team total. I like uh, first period over, but going to wait maybe for a little better price during the bet cast. Same thing with over six and a half in this game. And I definitely like both teams to score first period. I'm going to go back to that well again, just like with Columbus, Ottawa. I know Anaheim can be tricky sometimes to get them to uh, appear on the offensive side of things. But I think tonight against this Ottawa team, and Ottawa still does give up goals early in games. Look at Columbus. Look at Toronto. You know, they gave up. Uh, I believe they gave up the first goal in both of those games. Columbus scored first against them. Toronto scored first against them on Saturday night as well, both in the first period. So, uh, yeah, basically coming back with the same stuff I had with Ottawa the other night. Team total over three and a half. First period, both teams to score. And we'll look for live first period full game overs on the BetCast tonight. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Ducks, Senators. I definitely like first period over live. Uh, both teams to score. I'm a little dicey on, like I said, at trusting Anaheim. And I think that's where this price is, is predicated. It's not so much the respect on Ottawa as much as the, the rightful disrespect with Anaheim. This is an awful team. So I'm a little bit hesitant on that. I do think we see uh, two goals here. I'm not sure if there's going to be any coming from Anaheim. So I'll be waiting for a first period over live. And I don't really like anything else much out of this game. With a big card, this one's more of a pass for me. But that's something I will be looking at uh, with one of the best guys. Yeah, I'm trusting Anaheim to score in the first period simply because Ottawa the last two games has given up a goal to their opponent. Toronto scored in the first period against them. Columbus scored in the first period against them uh, the other night as well. So I'm hoping Anaheim can follow suit. Uh, Matt, what about you here? Anaheim, Ottawa. Don't really like either of these sides, just given the value. I mean, I think Ottawa takes care of business. Um, I think the team totals definitely worth a look. Um, I, I would expect Ottawa to score four here. Um, but yeah, I like the first period over, but probably going to wait just to get a little better value. I know some books have it at two even, but at one and a half, it's, it's pretty bad odds. So hopefully it's a slow first few minutes and then things pick up, but yeah, I expect a, a good amount of goals in this game. Um, but don't really love either side. Just, just given the value, I'm not laying 220 on Ottawa and, and I don't see the ducks winning this game. So not worth even the good juice at plus plus one eighty. All right, Edmonton and St. Louis. Oh, by the way, for props, Pinto. We've talked about Pinto a lot. He's playing really well right now for the Senators. Definitely, I could see that. Ryan Strom for Anaheim has been one of their better scoring uh, weapons lately. Uh, Edmonton, St. Louis. We've got the Oilers. Minus 210 road favorites. That's what happens when you're 18-2 and two in the last 20 games. There's no bargain to back you anymore. Uh, six and a half the total in this game. 
I mean, say uh, Edmonton, it's a weird spot, right? They come back home, they face Detroit. Thought that was a bit of a tricky spot for them. And then they poured it on in the third period. McDavid with that amazing six game assist performance, six points in the victory against uh, Detroit the other night. Um, but I'm not laying minus 210 with Edmonton here. And look, St. Louis is battling for their lives. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, these teams, I believe Edmonton on a recent road trip that they were on earlier this season, they went into uh, St. Louis. Yeah, it was the December, uh, actually. Uh, and I believe they lost in a, a shootout to uh, them. Oh, no, no, that was last year. My bad. Uh, that was last season in December. So, no, they actually haven't played this year head-to-head, uh, the uh, Edmonton Oilers and the uh, St. Louis Blues just yet. Of course, St. Louis off a 4-1 loss to Toronto. They're back home after a three-game road trip. Um, you know, you look at head-to-head, Edmonton's um, lo- uh, Edmonton, actually St. Louis has won two in a row in Edmonton, but Edmonton beat them 3-1 to one last year. Uh, in St. Louis, and Edmonton's actually won two of the last three here meetings between uh, these two teams. I'm definitely thinking over here simply because I still believe it in the, in the, in, in the pit of my gut that this Oilers, this notion that Edmonton's just going to be this under machine, and they were for a long time and still might be, and but they're not going to give up two goals or less every single night. It's just not going to happen. I'm going to take a little over two and a half blues team total here uh, over two and a half minus 120 there's going to be some defensive regression Stuart Skinner is not going to play like Grant Fuhr and Marty Broder and Patrick Waugh rolled into one Dom Hatchett go on for the rest of the season he's been great the D in front of him has been a lot better but he is not going to shut the door every single night and even the other night we saw Detroit score four even though they couldn't stop Edmonton Detroit still still scored four goals. I think for the short term, you have an opportunity to take the opponent of Edmonton over team total of two and a half. I think you got to take it because I do think there's some regression on the way, just slight regression for Edmonton defensively from what we've seen for the last month or so. So I'm going to look maybe at a both. I do like both teams to score actually first period uh, in this game, uh, lean first period over and full game over. But I especially like that Blues team total over two and a half. I think it's a much better way to bet St. Louis tonight, the team total, rather than trusting them on the money line. Because I don't know if they're going to shut down Edmonton with what I'm seeing from the Oilers right now. Uh, what do you think here in this one, Alex? Oilers, Blues. Yeah, I was just going to roll with both teams to score for us, period. But I'm I'm going to tail you on that uh, Blues team total over two and a half as well. He said the Edmonton can't keep this pace going for the rest of the year, as great as it's been. And like I said, we've seen them make adjustments. Uh, they are a much better defensive team than they were in the first half of the year. But this this is this is still a, a little bit ahead of their pace and a little bit ahead of, of just their general frame. So the uh, Blues team total over and both teams score first period. That's probably the only thing I have on yeah, as far as props, you know, won't you be my neighbor, Jake Neighbors? It's the same guys, Kairou, same guys we talk about every game for the Blues. I mean, and they've been reliable as far as scoring goals for them. No question about that. And then for Edmonton, I still say you can go Connor and Leon and the big guns and Hyman and the Nuge and Evander Kane. But uh, I still think eventually Fogel and McLeod are going to make another impact. And I feel like I got to bet Scory Perry. Hopefully he is Scory Perry tonight until he finally gets one. But uh, we'll see. Uh, I thought it was a better spot. He did get kind of a demotion, I should say, though, toward the end of that game the other night against Detroit. So maybe I should pump the brakes on that one. Uh, what do you think here, Matt? Edmonton, St. Louis. Yeah, this is a tough one for me. I, You guys both are on St. Louis team total. I was kind of leaning Edmonton team total, but I'm looking at their track record. They tend to go win-loss, win-loss. Um, you know, obviously coming off that 8-4 win, but prior to that they lost to a very – suspect Kings team for nothing. So will we see 
a quick setback? Will they come back and play like they did against Detroit? Um, I think the safer bet here is taking the game total over because then, you know, hopefully if Edmonton scores a few, St. Louis does hit that over two and a half. You're likely looking at, you know, six and a half hitting no problem. Um, and then, yeah, I like the the first period. I might just take the the traditional over one and a half instead of the both teams to score just on the off chance Edmonton comes out hot and scores two or, you know, perhaps St. Louis does the same thing the other way. Um, and then, yeah, I, I, I'm tempted to keep betting Corey Perry because he's going to score eventually. Right. Um, he you did. Think. It is wild. It, it is wild. He had no points uh, in the eight, eight to four win. Um, but you know, you got to think at some point he chips in, whether it's on PP two or, um, you know, just gets a late opportunity, something like that in front of the net. So it, I may it's entirely that. possible yeah. that he doesn't score either. You guys, I mean, like yeah. for a while, like keep in mind what yeah. he was coming out of and what he was going through and different things, just because he's yeah. in a good spot and with a good team, it seems like it's a natural fit, but, but scoring may not be his, his MO right now at all. To be honest, he might just be yeah. kind of a guy who's cardio there for body there to protect people. If needed. Yeah. No question. Yeah, um, good point. So answering Jesse's question about the Oilers, um, top six forward or or some depth depth on defense. I think that's what they're looking for. You could say goaltender, but I think they're content right now with the way Skinner's played, and they probably should feel content because he's been really good. I mean, I don't think they're in the goaltending market. I think this is either a top six forward or, or depth on defense they need, another depth defenseman. I think those are the needs here for Edmonton going into the trade deadline. You know what's funny? Monaghan was someone that they were definitely interested in, but he ends up going to Winnipeg. They were definitely interested in Gensel, who, of course, Pittsburgh may need to move because they're not going to be able to afford him, especially because, and I've heard this uh, a lot now, multiple times, his numbers right now across the board are very comparable to William Nylander. And we know what William Nylander just got paid uh, by the Toronto Maple Leafs. So it's going to be a pretty penny you know, for Kyle Dubas to keep Jake Gensel in Pittsburgh. That's why I think ultimately he might get dealt. Uh, before the trade deadline. And I think the Oilers were interested in Jake Gensel, but then he gets hurt, you know? So that's the concern now. Jake Gensel uh, getting hurt and injured. Uh, and now you're wondering, you know, where it's at with, with uh, that uh, as one of your targets. So, you know, I think when you look at it from an Oilers standpoint, you know, they got to pivot now. I've heard Anthony Duclair, uh, some interest there from San Jose. But again, does that guy get, give you the best in the playoffs? I'm not so sure about that, but I know that that's someone that they were, uh, talking about as far as the Oilers are concerned, but just in general, I think top six forward and some depth on the blue line is really what Edmonton's looking at as far as needs uh, and targets at the uh, trade deadline right now. All right, next up here, we've got the uh, Dallas Stars and the Nashville Predators. We've got, holy mackerel, look at the price now. This opened minus 130 uh, last night with Dallas. It's up to minus 155 to minus 160 with the Stars as road favorites, six the total. Uh, here in this game um big move toward Na uh Dallas even though Nashville's healthy Nashville's got UC Soros confirmed in net of course Jay Gottinger in net for Dallas is it people betting markets just think that was a cheap price for the better hockey team which I think there's truth to that when it was minus 130 or is it that people are on to the fact this is the mom's trip for the Dallas Stars uh taking place tonight and you cannot let mom down there is no question about that. And you go and look across the league, how many teams have – you need one hand, maybe even one finger, to count how many games teams have lost this year on a mom's trip. 
Look at Carolina. You know, the night that they had the mom's trip recently, it was a TNT game. They got the job done. You don't want to let mom down. Okay, that's one of the worst feelings in the world is that when mom is on the trip, um, you know, and you're going to let her down. That can't happen. And um, look, this was the first bet I made on this Thursday NHL card was taking Dallas, but I got minus 130. Holy shit. Now minus 155. It's over my threshold, but I'm just going to stick with money line here. I'm not going to get cute. No minus one. No puck line, no first period. No, we'll, we'll, we'll lay the bigger number. Uh, not something I love doing at this price, minus 155. But I will take Dallas here, minus 155 in this game. Look, I thought Nashville, that was that was a bad sign, losing to New Jersey the other night. New Jersey was on a back-to-back. Okay, you had a two-to-one lead in the third period. And totally let it get away. And UC Soros, don't look now. He's been average lately. Hasn't been great. Hasn't been shut down lately for the Nashville Predators uh, in net. So, uh, I like this Dallas team tonight. Uh, really liked it at minus 130. But I'm going to take a shot still. I'm going to recommend it still at minus 155, even though the price has jumped uh, on this one. Alex, uh, what do you think? Stars, Preds. Yeah, I like Dallas here in regulation. And I, I know you know we, this is a draw season kind of a game with two teams in the Central Division who play each other tight. Uh, and we don't see a lot of scoring between these two clubs. Like I said, the momship gives them a little bit of a boost. And the fact that Dallas has lost the last two times against Nashville, I think, gives them a boost. They have, they have uh, you know, reason to come in here and get two points and, and not screw around with this Nashville team. And that's the reason why I like them here. Laying a dollar five in regulation, I think they could uh, – he said they're playing much better hockey right now. And I think Nashville, we're going to start seeing them kind of fall off a little bit. And like I said, this is the step up in class to them right now. Uh, and it is Ottinger confirmed, correct, in that? Do we have that confirmed yet? Yep, okay, yep, so yeah, that's him. Okay, yep. so yeah, so so yeah, so all everything lines up here where yeah, I like Dallas here in regulation at a cheaper price. Yeah, I'm gonna sprinkle on it. I like the money line more. I feel a little more confident in the money line, but I'm gonna sprinkle at a plus price, plus one twenty on Dallas team total over three and a half as well. Just a little bit here uh, in this. It's look, Saros, as as Rich H points out, Rich H, we might see him on the betcast, one of our regulars. You know, Nashville's given up four goals six of the last seven games. You know, they're not shutting it down right now. Andrew Burnett and his team, not at all. Uh, and that's a concern, obviously, uh, moving forward. There's no question. So that team total can get there, I think, tonight uh, if you're the uh, Dallas Stars uh, going into Nashville tonight. And that's a great point Alex made about the fact that Nashville's actually won the last two in Dallas, 4-3 and 6-3, to uh, both of them in early January. So I think Dallas now, it's payback time going in there to Nashville uh, and see if they can uh, turn the tables here. Uh, Matt, uh, I don't think we're splitting the atom. Uh, figuring out what you like in this game, but go ahead anyway. Uh, stars and Predators. Yeah, yeah. no. Um, I think, honestly, that Carolina game gave me the confidence I needed that, hey, Dallas is back. They know it's getting into the dog days of the year. They need to be serious. They need to take care of business. Um, that Carolina team didn't lay over for them to win 4-2. It was really a full game, you know, good play by Dallas. Um, Ottinger looks great. So I'm going to keep it pretty simple. I'm also on the money line and regulation just to get better value. Um, and then I'm also going to take the team total at three and a half. I think I saw someone mentioned Nashville's given up four more in, in six of the last seven. Um, I don't think it stops here with Dallas. If you want to get a little plus money, um, maybe a first period puck line is worth a look. Um, I just think Dallas comes out hard tonight. I hope they get a couple early and then kind of keep it rolling and, 
you know, get one of those decisive wins. And uh, the fact that they dropped two to Nashville early in January, I think is really going to play a factor in it as well. So um, I know I typically am on Dallas, but usually it's more like optimistic. I really feel like this is a game that they, they take care of business. And at the end of the day, it's for the moms. Uh, Dan just said it in the chat. You can't let mom down. I said it yesterday. You don't want to let your dads down, but your dads will, you know, open a beer and move on. Having a mom disappointed in you is is worse than anything. So um, I look for Dallas to to really come out rocking tonight. I think this is a good spot for them. Obviously, minus one fifty five, one minus one sixty is a, a tough price. But if you take them in regulation or sprinkle on the puck line, if you want to get some good plus money, I think they take care of business tonight. Dallas is tied for third as far as most road wins uh, as well in the NHL uh, this season. Uh, they're right behind. Uh, talked about how good Florida and Vancouver have been on the road. Well, next in line, right behind those two teams on the road is Dallas. So Dallas has been getting the job. It's actually at, at home, believe it or not, at the AAC, uh, you know, where they've been a little bit more, you know, erratic, I guess you could say. But on the road, they've been very w- good uh, this year. Yeah, Matty Duchesne against his old team. Yeah, you could ab- obviously look in that direction for props tonight involving the Dallas Stars. It's I don't even have to repeat myself. It's Duchesne, it's Sagan, it's Marchment, and it's uh, Wyatt Johnston. It's those that same you know group um, usually interested in as far as player props on the uh, Dallas side of the equation. Really, for Nashville, Thomas Novak is probably one to look at because he scored the other night, back-to-back games with a goal for him. He's actually been one of their better non- Forsberg O'Reilly uh, players as far as scoring lately for uh, Nashville. So Thomas Novak, I think I could get behind that uh, as well, looking in his direction for props tonight. All right, next up, we've got the pitch. Uh, go ahead. Yep. Real, real quick to mention, Duchesne did just get bought out by Nashville. So maybe look at a over two points type prop. You, you know he's going to want to play well, and he's been playing yep. well. Yeah. So this is definitely a game that's been circled on his calendar. So just something to look at. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that 100%. All right, next up, we've got the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins and the Chicago Blackhawks. I believe we started the season uh, with these two teams going head-to-head uh, opening night. We've got the Penguins minus 190 road favorites, uh, five and a half the total uh, here in this game. Uh, obviously, huge news going into this game all morning long, speculated. It was really Elliot Friedman that started the speculation and look, we knew he had been skating on the ice again since the injury, but Connor Bedard approaching a return uh, for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. The question being, when, when would that return be? But growing speculation this morning that maybe tonight would be that night that Connor Bedard, CB98, returns for the Chicago Blackhawks. And it is indeed going to happen tonight. Connor Bedard is back for the Chicago Blackhawks, returning from the jaw injury. Uh, obviously he has missed, uh, the last, um, you know, he hasn't played since January 5th, you know, so over a month, double digit worth, uh, double digit number of games. And obviously look, this is an offense that without, it's unbelievable already. You're seeing the difference he makes and the impact he makes in the national hockey league. Look at the Blackhawks offense and the woes since he's been out. I mean, it has been staggering and we've talked about it. We've bemoaned it for the last month, how this team can't put a puck in the ocean. But now they get their the straw that stirs the drink back, Connor Bedard. And it's not just they get his offense and his playmaking and his skill uh, and his ability to finish back. 
It's what his return does to the electricity inside the Blackhawk dressing room for a night like tonight. It gets everybody's spirits up. It gets the adrenaline flowing throughout the entire team. You don't even think the, the veterans like a Nick Foligno aren't excited uh, to see Connor Bedard back on the ice tonight. No question about it. So it's big. Now, is he going to be tip-top form, tip-top, you know, ready at game speed just like that for being out a month? No, but he's going to he'll he's going to help. I don't care how rusty he is. He's going to help. He can only help this Blackhawks offense. Have you watched it for the last month? How can he do anything but only help this Chicago team offensively tonight, even if it takes him a couple of games to work his way back up to game speed? So it's obviously a big deal. Pittsburgh coming off, obviously, uh, a game last night where – uh, they lost to the Florida Panthers 5-2. You know, I actually thought they played a pretty solid opening period, but then the power play fails. They lose all the momentum from those missed power play opportunities. And the next thing you know, they're down you know, 3 nothing in the second period and they can't recover. This is just a demoralized, struggling team. No consistency. Uh, the power play is the one thing we thought we could count on for Pittsburgh, and we can't count on it right now. Now they're on a back-to-back here going into Chicago, uh, a Blackhawks team that, well, they've been working their bag off all season, even without uh, Bedard, but excited to have him back. I don't give two shits that the Penguins need these points desperately. Give me the Blackhawks tonight, plus 160. I am taking them tonight. You're going to ask me to trust Pittsburgh right now? Really? The Penguins? Minus 190 road favorites tonight uh, against, albeit Chicago's been rough. I get it. But at home, they've played their best. At home, they've played their most competitive. You know, all look, they've been bad on the road at times, Chicago. But you look at these home results, right? Uh, beating the Islanders, taking the Rangers to overtime, losing by one to Minnesota, a valiant effort against Vancouver uh, in the last game at home. All of those without Bedard. Now you get Bedard back. This is just, you know, Pittsburgh. I have no faith in them. None. Zero. And by the way, about this Penguins team, they've had difficulty with Chicago. Three of the last four meetings, Chicago went in there on opening night into Bedard's debut and beat them four to two uh, in Pittsburgh. How do you, how, how the hell do you lay this price minus 190 with Pittsburgh tonight? That's what I got to ask anybody with a brain. I mean, my goodness. I mean, this team is just struggling. No confidence in them right now. Uh, and like I say, um, Chicago, this is the one game Chicago will be circled or will be fired up. They're going to want to win with number 98 back. And to me, as far as form is concerned, there's no form whatsoever in Pittsburgh right now that says, yeah, we can put our life on the line betting on yet minus 190 as road favorites right now. Not a chance for me. Uh, so Chicago plus 160 in this game. I actually like Chicago team total. Uh, over, believe it or not, because I really do think it galvanizes this bunch. It gets them, you know, a little bit more offensive uh, prowess for a team that hasn't scored a bunch of goals. And you're going to give me a two and a half at plus money, uh, over two and a half plus 104 uh, with the uh, Blackhawks team total. I'm going to take a shot with that. I know they've been putrid offensively. I get it. And they have not scored three goals very often. Two, one, zero, zero, like binary code, like Alex has been saying for the last month. But yeah. tonight, I think that changes a little bit. And Penguins are erratic defensively, to say the least. Um, Alex, what do you think here? Pittsburgh, Chicago. I'm right there with you. Uh, 1901 West Madison on a 730 on a Thursday night. It should be fired up. There's not going to be the kids crowd that we're going to see on Saturday or the sleepy crowds we see on Sunday. There's going to be a bunch of people fired up. The 98's back. And that locker room, like you mentioned, will be fired up. That 98 is back as well. It's the Penguins team that he said, they're playing like shit. They haven't played the Hawks well. We saw them in the mother of all spots when they needed to win, 
at home last year, they lost, and that's what started the spiral uh, that kept them out of the postseason. Uh, and sure enough, opening night, Penguins just did not have that energy. I think we might have a opening night kind of feel here with the Hawks uh, and, and Bedard getting back. Keep in mind, Bedard just now lost his lead for the, the team, uh, you know, leading points. Just what two to two games ago race, because, yep. of Jenkinson, because of Jake Dickinson uh, scoring, not just the rookie race, but even just with the, oh, the team. team, he's been okay, the team yeah, yeah. leader in points, but despite not playing for the last 41 days. And that tells you, like I said, the offense relies on him. It's not just about him scoring. It's about him setting up his teammates on the top line, setting up his teammates on the power play. And I think we now see a little bit of weight lifted off some guys like Jason Dickinson and Nick Foligno and Joey Anderson and some of those top guys who have been playing top line minutes where they shouldn't be. You know, things have not settled back in the form. This team still sucks. Don't get me wrong. But for one night and at this price and where they are right now and who they're playing against and the fact that we can also be seeing goalie Ned, who has been playing better than his numbers have indicated, but he's kind of due for a little bit of regression there as well, potentially. Uh, I'm rolling with the Hawks here, plus 160. All right, Alex signing up for the Hawks as well at a plus price. Yeah, Nadelkovich probably will be in that back-to-back. Jari was in for the loss to Florida the other night he's been a little bit better but he's still given up three goals or more in three of his uh, in three of his last five starts and the overall numbers you know 2.63 goals against 917 save percentage they're not bad still this is a tough ask and i believe nadelkovic lost the last time he's played yeah three two to minnesota so he lost and he lost before that and he's actually on a two-game losing streak as a starter uh, in net for the uh, penguins so uh like i said it just sets up really well for one night Give me Chicago, uh, and that's what I, I'm doing, and Alex as well. Uh, Matt, what do you think? Pittsburgh, Chicago. That makes three of us because I'm on Chicago. I said from the beginning when Bedard gets back, I was going to ride Chicago for that first game. And the fact that it's in Chicago, and Alex mentioned Thursday night, this is the best crowd. People are going out for drinks beforehand. It's going to be rowdy in there. Um, and funny little story, it's going to be a bit of a humble brag, but when I, my age out year of juniors, I broke my jaw on both sides. And uh, – I think I had maybe seven, eight goals that season out of 40 games. My first game back, I had two goals on New Year's Eve in Amarillo. Um, so I think he scores tonight. And I, I saw his anytime goal score um, had some pretty good value. I think like plus 180, plus 200 on some books. Um, Ian can probably find a book with a little better. But I think he scores tonight. There, he's young. I don't think he's going to have any rust. I mean, maybe his first couple shifts, but. He's such a good player. I, I I just don't see it being a factor. So I'm going to ride the luck that I had. I'm going to hope he scores tonight. I'm going to ride on Chicago. Uh, the money line plus 160 is good enough for me. And, uh, and yeah, those will be my two plays on this one. I might sprinkle the over here um, as well, but uh, that might be a live. Maybe we get it at five uh, during the backcast. It's funny. What, what, what will Bedard's return do to Chicago totals? Because now they've been d- deflated down to, you know, six, five and a half for the majority of their recent games. I mean, five, four straight Chicago games have been lined at five and a half, you know, but now you get Bedard back. There's probably value over. So I'm probably yeah. going to sprinkle a little over five and a half tonight because now the value's there on to go the other way. The pendulum swings the other way because they've been devalued with under, 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 because they haven't been able to put a puck in the ocean collectively as a hockey team for the last month. But now you get Bedard back, but they haven't adjusted the totals. It's the five and a half we've been seeing for the last several weeks. So there probably is value over five and a half tonight. And with this cheap of a number, I, I got to go over one and a half minus $1.15 and probably would take a shot with both teams to score. He said Pittsburgh still has something to fight for. 
Yeah. Right, they shouldn't they're be laying an over, egg early. But are they're they not rolling over. Question. But yeah. but but I, yeah, but I think but this is this is going to be a tougher battle than they're anticipating. So uh, both teams are scoring first period over the IFOs in as well. You want to put the final piece of the puzzle together as to why I don't trust Pittsburgh tonight? Chicago played a big time hand, the biggest hand in keeping them out of the playoffs last year with that April loss to the Blackhawks. They had an opportunity at revenge to start the season this year, and they let Chicago and Bedard's debut go in there and beat them in yeah. a spot where you're supposed to be look you're out for blood if you're the Penguins yeah. playing Chicago that night. And, and, and Chicago still went into Pittsburgh and won that game on opening night uh, back in October. So I like say difficult to lay this price for me at least. Uh, with the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. All right, we got two games left. Uh, it's San Jose and Calgary uh, next up, back-to-back. -back. How about the Sharks? They don't play in forever, and now the schedule makers have them back-to-back -back now uh, in uh, in uh, Winnipeg and now Calgary tonight. Uh, the Flames, huge favorites here, minus 340 uh, home favorites in this game. The total five-and-a-half here across the board uh, in this one. Um, I actually think first period over is worth a look in this game. I just got that feeling to it. Calgary gets shut out by the New York Rangers and Igor Shesterkin. Usually I like backing teams the, after a shutout loss to strike back offensively. You've got a tired team as well. Well, not tired. They shouldn't be that tired. I know it's back to back off a long break, so I should refrain from saying that. But still, it's not the easiest situation by any stretch here for the uh, Sharks tonight. Maybe Calgary pound. Now, Calgary's coming off a road trip. I, I should point that out. And this is the, uh, like I said, the Malinsky special in play for Calgary, believe it or not, because they're off a four-game road trip. Not the best of spots for them. Like, I don't want anything to do with the side here. Nothing at all, either way. But I think in this game, I could get there with a first period over uh, when I think about it. Maybe even San Jose could sneak a goal in in the first 20 minutes just because you got Calgary coming off the road. Even though Markstrom, look, you can make a serious case. The best goalie in the NHL the last two, three weeks has been Jacob Markstrom. He has yeah. been incredible for the Calgary Flames. Absolutely remarkable. But it's not Jacob Markstrom tonight. It's the uh, future number one goalie for the Calgary Flames, Dustin Wolf, who's going to be a net tonight for the Flames in this game. McKenzie, after Kockinen got the start last night, Blackwood getting the start tonight. I think both teams to score, I could talk myself into that in the first period and first period over as well. I don't mean full game over, but I especially like the early portion of scoring potential in this game. Alex, uh, Sharks, Flames. Yeah, I love this first period over. You can get it at FanDuel, minus $1.10, over one and a half. Both teams to score, plus two ten uh, at FanDuel. So I'm and on both it will be a those. big price with San Jose playing, yeah. Yeah. And, and and also with you mentioned Dustin Wolf in that tonight. Give me his over saves twenty four and a half minus a dollar two. Those are my three plays in this one. All right, good stuff indeed. No shit, Nick Nick Elvento. I believe I'm saying that correctly. Dustin Wolf is a beast. I played against him growing up. Really, wow, that's pretty good. No, he's going to be a good one. Now he's had a little uneven play at the NHL level. He's had some good mo nights, some bad nights so far. The few times we've seen him start for Calgary, but no, in long term. They've got a pretty good one uh, in Dustin Wolf, no doubt. Uh, Matt, how about you here? Sharks, Flames. Yep, sorry, comes on mute. Um, yeah, nothing really for me here. Um, if anything, maybe that total. Hoping there's some goals, but uh, this will probably be a pass for me. Maybe we catch the first period at the end of the betcast. I'm a few drinks deep and throw a little money on the first period over or something just to have something live. Uh, but. But yeah, that's really it for me. Um, I obviously lean Flames at home. I think they take care of business, but 
not trustworthy enough to uh, lay that price or even team total or anything like that. So more or less a pass for me. All right, pass for uh, Matt here with the uh, Sharks and the uh, Flames. As far as the uh, prop market goes for this game, like uh, Kuzmenko and, you know, the usual suspects, Sharon Govich, Zary, you know, has been very good lately. Coleman, uh, you could look in those directions as far as uh, Calgary's concerned for props uh, in this game. Uh, definitely, I think, all have the chance to uh, find the uh, back of the net. Uh, all right, we've got our final game of this massive, and I mean massive, Thursday card. Detroit Red Wings taking on the Vancouver Canucks, a game that we just saw last weekend in Detroit. So this is a short turnaround rematch here situation. Uh, we've got uh, Vancouver minus 180 uh, home favorites in this game, the total six and a half across the board. Of course, it was Detroit erasing a 3-1 deficit at home. Uh, against Vancouver Saturday afternoon uh, and coming back and beating the Canucks by a score of four to three. And if you remember, it was a Jake Wallman penalty shot uh, in overtime, which gave Detroit that win uh, over the weekend. So this is actually a rare revenge spot for Vancouver where, you know, they're actually playing a team they just recently lost to uh, here in this game against the uh, Canuck, against the uh, Red Wings. You know, they lose Saturday in Detroit. Now, five days later, here they are back in Vancouver so there's two, I think Vancouver wins, but here's why I'm not, first of all, the price, minus 180. And second of all, even the best teams in the NHL, and it's off a road trip, that's another tricky reason to trust Vancouver. And another thing is, some even the best teams like a Vancouver, there's those teams you just struggle with and you can't beat. And Detroit is one of those teams for them. They have not had a good time of it against the Detroit Red Wings. They've lost five in a row uh, against Detroit, including that loss on Saturday going into that game. So, but, you know, I, I don't feel like I want to tempt fate again and take Detroit. I took my shot with Detroit against Edmonton the other night. It didn't pan out. Uh, I don't think I'm going back to that well with the Red Wings tonight either, but I'm telling you what, if you're betting series history, you could make a case for Detroit. They have owned the Vancouver Canucks here in recent means, but I don't love the revenge angle. Vancouver is still the better team, but then again, they're off the road trip. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm back and forth, back and forth. So I'm not betting aside in this game. What I am betting is first period over, both teams to score first period. I think it's one of those games where we'll see goals early. Uh, Vancouver coming off the road, I could see them being a little sloppy, a little lethargic defensively. Uh, we saw a seven-goal game with these two teams, obviously, Saturday afternoon. Uh, and we have seen the overcash between Detroit and Vancouver in three straight meetings, 5-2, 6-1, uh, The final scores in those games, they all got to seven, uh, all three of those games. So, this is one of those round-the-world-over games for me. First period over, both teams to score first period, and full game over. The same bets I hit with for Detroit-Edmonton uh, the other night, and I'm going back to that well here. Uh, Alex, what do you think? Detroit-Vancouver. I like that phrase, around the world with the overs. That's kind of how I'm going, too, but I'm going to be doing most of it live. Both teams to score first period pregame, but first period over and full game over. I think we'll wait a little bit, maybe one or two minutes into the game. I don't mind laying a price here. I just want to lay a little bit less of a of price with a, a bigger card. So if I can lay a dollar ten or a dollar fifteen as opposed to a dollar thirty, uh, then that's what I'm kind of shooting for. So I'm not trying to shoot for a plus price, just something a little cheaper a couple minutes in on the first period and full game overs. I will sprinkle on the draw too. Actually, the more I look at it, Detroit, two of their last three games have gone to overtime. Vancouver, four of their last seven games have gone to overtime. So Vancouver's really been trending towards going past regulation of late. So uh, not on a money line side, but I'm going to sprinkle on the draw here tonight with Red Wings and Canucks. 
Uh, Matt, what do you think here, Detroit, Vancouver? Yeah, I kind of agree with both you guys. I think there will be a lot of goals in this game. Um, I think I will pregame sprinkle the first period in game over. Um, again, on the off chance that there's early goals. And then definitely something I'll be watching live to see if I can get better better pay and uh, better odds. All right, good stuff. You know, there's a couple props that stand out here for me uh, in the game. Um, Kane and Debrinket. With Kane starting to heat up now that he's gotten a game under a few games under his belt, Debrinket can't be stopped right now. He's good player prop. Look, Valeno and Sprong down the lineup have chipped in. That's Sprong, so Sprong, 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 as I like to say. Daniel Sprong for uh, Detroit. Uh, and then, of course, on the Vancouver side, there's two that stand out. We're going, you know, who we're going back to. You know it. Niels Hoaglander, man. Hog uh, of the Dick Hog. Uh, tandem uh Niels Hoaglander tonight for Vancouver uh we're going to take that player prop again there's really been no adjustment he scored now uh in multiple games uh of late uh he gets a lot of ice time Rick Tockett has a lot of trust in him he's plus 410 still at some books to score a goal tonight uh and the other one is Pew Suter former Red Wing so I like that angle. P.U. Suter here for the uh, Vancouver Canucks, maybe to also uh, find the back of the net here tonight against the uh, Detroit Red Wings. Like I say, one of his former teams, plus on 320 or so uh, for Suter to find the back of the net. So uh, a couple props that stand out to me there. What a show. Uh, 90 minutes worth of incredible uh, insight analysis from a packed, loaded Thursday card. And we are going to see it all unfold together many of us anyway, this 12-game card on our exclusive Patreon live betcast coming up tonight. We're looking forward to it. Make sure you don't miss it. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and the only way to join us on the betcast is to be a Patreon member. So get involved. There it is, patreon.com slash guys. just $10 per month. Betcast begins at 7 p.m. Eastern. And by signing up and subscribing as a Patreon member, not only will you have access to the live betcast tonight, but you'll get our daily sides, totals, player props every day, uh, bonus content, goalie charts, totals charts, bonus videos. Before the end of the month, Alex and I will record a Q&A. We'll answer all those great questions, and I've noticed them. I've seen them, all those great yeah. questions that have been posted on the comments section uh, of the uh, of the uh, post that we put on the Patreon page to post your questions. There's a lot of good ones. Uh, we will answer them on the Q&A coming up. That'll be an exclusive Patreon-only uh, video uh, as well. So tons and tons of content there, including the only place to watch tonight's BetCast, patreon.com slash guys. just $10 per month for that. And again, your subscription fee goes a long way to keeping the show going in the long term. And make sure you check out the Ice Guys store as well. Get all the gear, get all the merch, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Yeah, definitely want to check out the shop right now. Like I said, still getting kind of cold. We're talking about a lot of snow, so we got some hoodies and things still available. But, of course, spring will be here soon enough, so get your T-shirts, caps. The Flexbit caps will be back in stock later uh, by the weekend, I'm, I've been told. So either the weekend or through the weekend, we should be getting those caps back in stock. But all the hoodies, all the T-shirts, all the mugs, everything else, all in stock right now, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Yeah, no doubt. Phil Horonic's a good choice, too, for props. You're right. He's a former Red Wing. More so assists with him because he's got five points in the last three games, only one of them a goal, though. You can sprinkle on the goal prop, but I think the assist prop probably even better there with that, no question. Nick Elvento, we're finding out he's a man of many uh, uh, backgrounds here. Uh, he played against Dustin Wolf one time, and apparently Thatcher Demko's a family friend. There we go. So uh, there you go. He's got his uh, He's got his connects. 
uh, in the game of hockey from the looks of things as well. Uh, good stuff there. All right. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Make sure you hit that like button. We will get to bargain bin special of the night, and we will also get to uh, best bet coming up in just a moment. But first, time to hear from our great sponsors of the Ice Guys show each and every day, our friends. All right, Boston and Pink, make sure you check them out, of course. I can get 20% off all the great products on the website using the promo code ICEGUYS and check it out at bostonhempinc.com. All right, it is time for Bargain Bin Special of the Night. I don't want to hear anybody passing on this today. We've got 12 <laughs> games to choose from. No problem. It should be for anybody finding a Bargain Bin choice tonight. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you. Yeah, 730, 1901 West Madison. Connor Bedard effect back in town and obviously being back on that top line, he's going to help out those guys around him who definitely needed some help offensively. One of those men being Phil Kershev. You can get him as high as plus 360 at FanDuel to get a goal anytime tonight uh, against the Penguins. So we'll go Phil Kershev plus 360 anytime goal. That is my bargain special tonight for the Hawks and for this Thursday. All right, great stuff there. All right, Matt Robinson, bargain bin special. What do you got? Yeah, he's had two points in his last two games. Uh, he's returning to a team that just bought him out um, for the first time. Uh, I'm going to take Matt Duchesne over two points. You can get it on Bavada plus 300. I'm sure there's better prices out there. Um, I think that line's going to light it up. I think Sagan and Marchman understand, you know, where Duchesne's at getting bought out. You know, they want to play well for him. I think, you know, that line alone could have four or five goals. Uh, if they do, I think that's an easy hit. So uh, Matt Duchesne over two points tonight, plus 300. All right, there we go. Matt Duchesne over one and a half points, plus 300 for uh, Matt Robinson with his bargain bin special. And I believe at Bet365, it's even higher than that. Uh, with that uh, over two, one and a half points on uh, Matty Duchesne. Uh, let me just see, because uh, I remember I thought I saw it earlier there. Uh, yeah, plus 320 there. So there, you get, you get a couple extra 20 cents there uh, with that. Uh, my bargain bin special of the night. Look, there's a lot of good choices tonight. Absolutely, there's no question about that. I am going to go to Beantown, though, and uh, Matty Beneers for me. Uh, I think it's an excellent choice. Uh, you can get an absolutely phenomenal price of plus 490 at FanDuel. For Matty Beneers, uh, it was either going to be that or I go to Nils Hoaglander, who I should have used the other night. Uh, I really like Nils Hoaglander again. But, yeah, Matty Beneers, Seattle, back in a Massachusetts kid, back in Boston. I think a, a, a really good situation, really good price. Plus 490, Matty Beneers for the Seattle Kraken uh, for my bargain bin special uh, of the night. All right, it is time for best bets here for this Thursday. Alex, what do you like for best bet? Yeah, let's head down to Florida. We're going to Tampa Bay Lightning minus $1.25. That is my best bet against the Colorado Avalanche. They've won 10 of their last 13 home games. They've been rocking and rolling. They've got the goaltending matchup that they want 
uh, Vasilevsky going for them against Annan for the Avs, who have been struggling on the road. And they got the new black jerseys they're going to be rocking and rolling tonight. I think that crowd's going to be hyped up. So give me the bolts, minus $1.25. That's my best bet for this Thursday. All right, there we go. The Lightning Bolts, Tampa Bay, uh, my, uh, minus 120 or so, minus 125 for Alex B. Smith with his best bet. Uh, Matt Robinson, next up, what do you like for best bet? Yeah, obviously a big card, but I'll keep it uh, at home for the Dallas Stars on the road to Nashville. I'm going to take Stars in regulation. Um, if you want the safe bet, take the money line. Uh, I just know there's a lot of juice there, but you can get Stars regulation around plus 105. Um, that's my best bet of the night. Go stars. Is shocker. Matt Robinson, Dallas and regulation plus one Oh five for best bet here for this Thursday NHL card, but it's not totally shocking because guess what? And sometimes with best bet, I get cute. Someone else uses the best bet I was thinking about or someone, uh, or I talk myself into something else. Oh, I use that team already. Or I bet this over with this team already. Let's let's try to be different. Let's try to give them a fresh best bet rather than living up to the name of the best bet. The best bet is supposed to be your favorite bet on the card. And sometimes I deviate from that because, oh, I used that the other night. I don't want to use the same thing again. Not tonight. Matt likes Dallas and regulation, and I like Dallas as well. But I'm going to play it a little safer and go money line with the Dallas Stars, minus 155. Now, I bet this at minus 130 uh, last night, but I still recommend it now at minus 155. Dallas Stars, doom, doom, Dallas, boom, Stars, boom, Dallas, boom, Stars. They get it done tonight. Dallas minus 155 against Nashville uh, for my best bet. All right, that'll wrap up this edition of the show. You're not going to have to wait much longer to see us again. We're back in three hours' time for our Patreon-exclusive live betcast, 7 p.m., Eastern time. Make sure you join us. Sign up on the page, patreon.com slash ice guys, and you will be able to join the mix tonight for the Patreon exclusive live betcast. Reminder the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. For Alex B. Smith and Matt Robinson, I'm Ian Cameron. Enjoy the games and good luck. Have a great Thursday night. See you on Patreon for the live betcast later tonight.